evening, good evening. This is your girl, your diva, Sasha, coming into you live for another episode of Night Talks with Sasha. I hope that you're warm. I hope that you're safe because it's cold. And um, just just stay in the house. Um, I pray for those uh, of our brothers and sisters that are homeless. I pray that they are, um, have shelter, have found shelter, and that they are somewhere warm. Okay. Now, this conversation has been, I've been trying to finish up this show for a minute now. So, we're going to finish it up today, tonight, this evening, and we're going to make it do what it do. So, I am talking about the emotional intelligence of men. Um, it was a three-part show. Uh, it was around the holidays. A lot of stuff happened. Technical difficulties with the platform. So it just kind of put everything on the back burner. But now things are fixed and we are here and we're going to have this conversation. Tonight, my panel is going to be, of course, the three ladies that joined me before of the conversation, ATL Thunder, Gabriella, also um, Deidre Gibbs, who is the CEO and editor of HPS Magazine out of Houston, Texas, my friend, my sister, Lady T, um, mom extraordinaire, grandmommy, Glamma, my bad, Glamma of two, and she's trying to learn about podcasts, and so she's coming in and just really absorbing everything that I try that I'm trying to teach her. So I hope that that works. Um, also, we're having a special guest, um, Michael Warrior Bond. He goes by the name Warrior. Uh, He's out of Boston, Massachusetts. He's a poet and a spoken word artist um, and a motivational speaker. I asked him to join into the conversation because he has a nonprofit where he teaches young men. He mentors them. I think it's from, we're going to find out, but I do believe it's from ages of 13 to 26. Um, and I asked him about, did he teach them emotional intelligence? And that's how the conversation came, and I asked him to join the show. So I'm going to get everyone in and then give them a little time to say a few words about themselves, and then we'll definitely get started on the show. Thank you. All right. Ms. Deidre, is that you? Yes, I'm here. Okay, give us a few words about you and how you're doing and let the people know exactly who you are. Give them a little history, but I want you to tell yeah, people I, a little bit about you. I heard. Well, my name is Deidre Gibbs. I'm based in Houston. I, I'm a poet, but and I created a poetry magazine called HPS. That's how it started back in 06. Mm-hmm. And from then it went from paper to now it's online. And it covers 
poetry, arts, and beyond, to be honest. Every aspect of things in a positive aspect. Gotcha. And um, Mr. Bonds, thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. Um, can you tell the people a little? I gave them a little bit of info about you, but let let the people know about you from your own point of view, from your own words. Uh, you did you you did well. You did thank well, you. I must say. Um, I am a poet, um, but more more so um, a youth engagement specialist. Um, I worked for several nonprofits and was affiliated with Boston Public Schools. Uh, the proven risk, proven risk as opposed to at-risk young men, um, those young men that um, society finds difficult to work with, gang members and criminally active and the like. And um, my job is not only to mentor them, but to, um, as I like to uh, affectionately put it, make boys into men. Got it. Got it. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on, and I really am looking forward to your input into this conversation. No problem. I appreciate appreciate you having me. Thank you. So, Lady T, give us a little info about yourself. Hey, how y'all doing? I am um, one of Diva's close friends and just in this space looking to start my own podcast and doing a little research and um, just, of course, don't mind sharing my opinion on um, the topic at hand tonight. All right. Okay, great. It's so good to have you, and I hope that you are learning a lot from because I just threw you in there. That's what was done to me. That's how I learned, and so I'm just doing what was taught to me, kind of like sink or swim, sis, sink or swim. <laughs> and you're doing great. You are doing very well. Um, so I want to get into this conversation. I know that we had talked about um, the emotional intelligence of men before in a really deep conversation we talked deeply about uh, accountability, but that was one of the things that that was really geared toward an emotionally intelligent man, that he does not have a problem being accountable for his actions, actually. Um, it's important to him. Also, in my research, I have found that um, emotionally intelligent men they cherish their peace. Um, they also try to, not try, but they are listeners. They they are better listeners, and they listen intently and not with the objective to respond. Um, Mr. Bonds, I'm going to start with you. Would you agree with some of that of what I'm saying about emotionally intelligent men? Are you talking to me? I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. I was just saying, Mr. Bond, do you want me to call you Mr. Bond, or would you like for me to call you Warrior? You let me know. Warrior's fine. Warrior's okay. fine. Okay. So would you agree with some of that description 
um, of what I said that some emotional intelligent men are, of that they do like avid, they are they are very good listeners. Um, they don't listen with the um, with the ability to respond. They listen to hear. Hmm. Um. Yes, to a degree. Um, anyone um, who uh, uh, listens with the ability to hear is basically actively listening. Um, mm-hmm. You know, from my understanding, there are five elements of of EI: um, self awareness, yes. self regulation, yes. motivation, empathy, and, and and some social skills. So all those things are um, important when you're trying to discover something or have a conversation with someone. You know, you have to. Uh, uh, my mother used to say, I'll go back to mom's, mom's teaching. My mother used to say, um, you, can't, you, can't listen, you can't hear with your mouth open. Yeah. You know. True. Cool. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah. Very true. Very true. Yes, I think it's important that I, I think we touched on it. It's been so long. It's been a minute since we had this this discussion and we touched on a lot of things in the first discussion that we had um wouldn't you say that Vidra lady T yeah we, yeah, we, we touched on a lot yeah, of stuff and I, think it, I think it's important if we go back to listing those five um qualities of EI um one thing that I wanted to do, the first one is that they don't, they challenge traditional masculinity. That's one thing that um, an emotionally intelligent man does. He does not necessarily believe in those, that, those traditional roles, like the man takes care of the outside and the woman takes care of the home. Um, that's not what he does. Um, he's very curious. He is more curious than having uh, judgment. Um, they are champions of an emotional labor in relationships. They can sit comfortably in their feelings or the ambiguity of their feelings, um, which actually is is I personally see. It's not just a trait for an emotionally intelligent man, but I think that's a great trait for women because there are some women that can't sit in those feelings, in their feelings, and they don't know how to um, articulate that into words and, and put that those feelings that they have into the right context or they act out. So I think that that even though we're saying it for men, this actually goes across the board for women as well. Um, go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, I agree with that. It goes both ways. If for mm-hmm. it to be understood which to which partner, male or female, there has to be some... Somebody has to be listening to each other. You have to. Yes, absolutely. And I also uh, want to say that um, their self-worth 
isn't based on society metrics or what society has to say or what society thinks that a man should be or what he what he is. Um, and they have really good boundaries. And that and when I say about protecting your peace, they're really in into protecting their peace. That's what I kind of meant about um, their boundaries. So I thought that, that that's something that we should really put out there and say. Um, so, ladies, what do you think about a man himself of, of dating a man that is all of those things? In one word, re- refreshing. <laughs> Have you, come across, have you come across? Have you come across? Have you come across an emotionally intelligent man in your dating life? Not, not recently, no. Okay. But I have come across it, and it is, it is a good quality to know that that is out there. Mhm. But um, not recently, no. Yeah. I got a question. Someone is raising their hand. Hold on. Hello, caller. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'd like to hear the definition of an emotionally intelligent man. Uh, What's your name again, caller? My name's Joe. Yeah, I thought that I had heard... Uh, your voice sounds familiar. Yeah. You sound very familiar. Um, well, we're going to finish our discussion, and we will definitely get into that a little bit more. So let me – but stay on, and um, hopefully your question will get answered. So you want me to stay on mute and then wait until you discuss emotionally intelligence, which you brought up just now. No, I want you to wait and let us finish our conversation with the guests that I have on, and then I will definitely come back to you so that you can ask your question, but right now, I'm just kind of starting the show. Does that make sense? Uh, Yeah, how about if I put myself on mute? Is that good? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to do that now. Okay, great. Thank you. And then again, like I said, I'll come back to you, and then you can add your input. So let me just finish talking to my guest uh, right now, okay? Did I did I not say he will be back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I said it. <laughs> That's it. She will come back. <laughs> we get a name this time. That's what I was about to say. That's exactly what I was about to say because um, the last time, the last time it was we didn't a nickname. Yeah, we didn't even get a name that time. So that's very appreciative. Thank you, Joe, for giving us your name. Um, this time and sharing with us, but we'll definitely get back to you. 
um, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to talk to my guests a little bit more, if that's okay. So let me go through now. <clears throat> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Clear my throat. Oh, okay. So, Warrior, this is what I want to ask you. Now, I know that you said that you are teaching young men to be men. And so in that, what are you, what does that look like? What is that about? Because I know for everyone that could be different, but I want to know from your point of view, what does that look like? Um, first, um, first, just let me briefly uh, answer Jill, because I think his, his question deserves an answer. Um, okay. Um, basic emotional intelligence is basically the ability to manage both your own and understand other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. That's it in a nutshell. Um, and I believe for us men, um, all too often um, it's just assumed that women or the women we encounter, um, so to speak, are um, emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. That's a discussion as if we as if we aren't mm-hmm. um and i I believe uh that is some of the frustration of men in conversations or in relationships with women um It is assumed it is assumed not all but it's it's often assumed that men are not aware of their emotions, they're not emotionally intelligent, they don't know what they want, and um they can't hold a conversation or things of that nature and so as you all you know, agree on both sides, from both um, both genders, um, there's oftentimes difficulty to communicate our emotions. Um, me as a man, um, personally, um, I've been in relationships and growing up, growing up where it was difficult for me to get my point across. Um, in regards to the young men I teach, um, Emotional intelligence comes with a certain level of maturity. That, ne- that doesn't necessarily mean age, but it just necessarily it, it goes with maturity. Um, oftentimes, they can't identify what they're feeling, so the anger comes in waves. Um, their um, their emotional responses to different things comes from a place they they can't even identify. Some generational traumas, some things they experienced or what have you, so they mm-hmm. can't really. So um, it is not to say they can't be blamed for the symptoms. I would say they can't be blamed for the symptoms. Can't, they can't be blamed for uh, doing something because they were uh, traumatized or, or, or have gone through some things and they, they don't know where it's coming from. So you may get a young man, like, for example, I meet young men who are deep in um, street teams and, and shooters and so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. when you first meet them, their first response to you is, you're not my father. Or you, yeah. excuse my language, and, and all the negative it. traits and, and, and all those other things. And it's a matter of consistency and um, being there in spite of all the other things because eventually they'll come down. They'll, mm-hmm. um, they'll come around. So part of my job is to get them to, you know, just the first part of it is, is simply just, just being there. A mm-hmm. lot of us are scared. A lot of us are nervous. 
because of the obvious reasons of the young men in the streets. And it's true. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we represent the image of the person who either left or abused or, you know, um, disrespected mom or whatever the case may be. That's yeah. why you see most young men who are, who are accomplished football players, basketball players, doctors, lawyers, whatever, the first person they think when they, they get a microphone in their face is, hi, mom. Yeah. You know, have you ever been in a place, any, any of you women, have you ever been in a place of, like, a director's position, coordinator's position, or a position where you are um, educating or just leading some, some, some young men and um, they give you a, 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 a more respect than they will give your male counterparts? Mm. Have you been in situations like that? Off the top of my head, I, I'm going to have to say no. 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 I have. I have. Excuse me? I have. This is Lady okay. T. I've been in that situation where they'll give or they'll respond more to women than they do men. That's a, that's, that's a better way of describing it, responding. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Um, And I... And it's grown. It's grown men. It's, it's young adults. It's children. It's um, I might as well say all age groups. But yes, I've noticed that. And and when I tell y'all where it's at, it's in the church. Yeah, true. You'll see that men will respond better to a woman giving a direction and something than a man. And it's it's the same. I, with what you were just saying, you're not my father. You can't tell me what to do, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then a woman comes and tells him, "Boy, go sit your ass." Right. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay. "And he may be, <laughs> yes, he may be a little salty. He may be a little salty, yeah. but he's not. He's not doing that. He, he, right. He's not doing that. You know? Yeah. So if we can work with, if we can work with that, if we can, if we can get through that as men, um, myself and other um, youth engagement specialists, youth workers, and the like, um, we brave that. You know, um, on a daily basis, and we're trained to like accept all the insults, um, all the anger, and the whole nine. You know, and not respond in the neg- and not react in a negative way, because that's what they're used to. Yeah. Now, personally, I have had some. Um, some training like that to be because I was I've studied um, social work and um, I have never had to necessarily use the training but I have I had the training where we had to come face to face with an aggressive individual um, and we had to learn how not to react to that um, but I haven't had that personally. But in listening to it, one thing that I have experienced is that um, in high school, I was a tutor. And um, I tutored a lot of the football players, actually. And I, you know, I could, and I could say to them, Hey, come on. Like I'm only four four foot six, eight, somewhere around in there. I'm not very tall. 
and these guys were over six feet tall, and, you know, it was like, I could say that. So, but I never looked at it as that, because I didn't, I think it was, um, I was 17, 18 years old, and I had, I had no idea what it was, but I just thought they were just doing it because I'm their tutor, you know, I never thought of it in that in the way that you're describing it. And that's really interesting. It's, um, yeah, um, and, and it's, not, it's not in every case, but I found in a lot of cases, in, in, in a lot of cases, the young men dealing with, especially the young men that I deal with, um, mm-hmm. if they haven't had um, um, positive male role models in their life and the role models that they've, they've been you know, um, introduced to and they've, um, they've grown up with, um, haven't been, um, you know, influential, um, have been negative, abusive, and so on and so forth. You know, their response to me comes from that level of trauma. And they, and as I said before, um, a lot of them don't even realize it, but it reflects in the way they converse with me. And if I continue to, if I continue to show them, you know, um, the image of a positive male, someone who's consistent in spite of all other things. I'm not running away from you. I'll be here when you're ready. I'll be here when you're ready. Um, if you're not ready to talk, it's okay. If you're not ready to yeah. build, it's okay. If you're not ready to find a job or get an education, I hit. You got my number. Call me when you're ready. And it may take, it may take a week. It may take, it may take a couple of months, a year, but. Mm-hmm. In most cases, in 90% of the cases, I receive a phone call. I receive a phone call. It may come from a text now number, some number I never heard of, you know, whatever. You remember me, Mr. Barnes? Yeah, this is me. Um, listen, um, I'm in trouble, or I need a job, or I need help with this. And you have to be ready at a moment's notice to deal with that because that's the moment when they're open and they're vulnerable and they're, and they're, they're, they're ready for change. So it's a lot of work. Yeah, I, I can see that. Have Have you ever come across a young lady that felt the same way? Because I'm, and the reason I'm thinking, asking that, because you have young women, and I know for myself, my father wasn't in the house, and um, personally. And this is just me. I have a distrust of some men. It's not as bad as it used to be when I was younger, but I did at at a, at one point in time in my life um, where I don't I don't trust I don't trust men. I didn't trust them. And um, in in being that, I realized that oftentimes in relationships. I was the one that was if if my male because even with my husband I I got married um in 2016 and even with my husband um he often had to do that with me you know he would tell me something that he thought was best for me to do and I would look at him and like, who the fuck is you talking through? You ain't my damn daddy. You don't do that. Mm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would be like, okay, I'm going to talk to you in a minute when you calm down. And then, you know, because, and he was very, uh, Michael was very uh, emotionally intelligent. And he, he really helped me grow and develop um, my own intelligence as, as a woman. And so I was just wondering, had you ever come across a, a young lady that was in the same position as some of your young men? Yes, absolutely. Um, there are young ladies that I, I encounter. There are young ladies who are very, very volatile, um, who, have, who have been traumatized by men and women in their mm-hmm. lifetime. They've, been, they've had, they had a whole, whole host of experiences. Um, none that I wish to describe right now, but um, yeah. absolutely, I've met I've met several young women um, like that, and it's interesting that you um, and, and I appreciate your honesty in 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 saying that you know um, it was you and mm-hmm. your relationship that was difficult to uh, manage, so to speak, <laughs> um, had difficulty managing who had difficulty managing. Her emotions, as opposed to the brother, because you know, oftentimes, man, um, you women may meet an emotionally quote unquote intelligent brother, but she believing that she is, and oftentimes, and I have to be admitted, it's no disrespect. I have to, I, have to, I just want to say this: there are women who are discuss things like emotional intelligence, and it's just catchphrases that they heard in conversations, but they know nothing about it. And so they believe that because they're able to um, converse, talk, um, and, and, and express themselves, that they are emotionally intelligent. And that's just not yeah. it. it. Yeah, true. It, 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 it's a whole yeah, other level true. of intelligence. You know? Um, yeah. And I think the only way to be truly emotionally, emotionally um, intelligent is you have to know yourself. You have to know um, mm-hmm. What you've been through, what you can accept, and what you can't, uh, what you uh, and what you won't accept. Um, mm-hmm. You have to know um, what angers you, what what your triggers are, mm-hmm. um, you know, what draws you out, and you have to be able to um, accept an opposite opinion. Because oftentimes, and and I say this on a panel, women oftentimes, a lot of women are not able to accept a, a different opinion. Sure. You know, a lot of women want want their opinion. A lot of women. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying a yeah. lot of women want their That's want their true. opinion to be the dominant opinion and and want no response. Sure. Yeah, they just want to be validated by what they think, and that and that's it. There's plenty of women that's like that. And oftentimes it's not true. And oftentimes it's not true. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. accepting accepting um, you know, and I say this for the grain of salt. Accepting a certain level of leadership or um, guidance from a male, especially if you've been an independent woman and you've been um, in situations where you've been traumatized by men, so it can be difficult. It can yes. be difficult to accept. It really can. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of women want men to be emo- to express themselves and talk. Yeah. But they really. But in, in all in, in all honesty, they really don't want to hear what they got to say. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really don't want it. You really don't want it. Because if I told, listen, I've been through a number of different things in my life. And um, I've been in situations where, okay, talk, tell me about you. And I tell them about me and what I, where I come from. And it's like, uh, uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You know, because I'm open and honest. Yeah. I'm open and honest. I'm open and honest about my past. I used to be one of those brothers, one of those young yeah. men. You know, yeah. Um, I served. I, I, I did. I, I served ten consecutive years in prison mm-hmm. for attempted murder, and, and did three years in solitary confinement. I changed wow. my entire life. I've been free. I've been free from the prison industrial complex for twenty four years. You know, wow. free of mind. I have a I have a degree in criminal justice with a minor in youth development right now, and I've been working in this field for quite some time. And if you meet someone, and you know, some things you want to hold back. You know, everybody has a representative. And then when you get deeper into the relationship and then you get down to these conversations and thinking about whether or not you want to be with someone, you want to tell them more. And then you yeah. begin to tell them, and I tell them, and they said, well, tell me all about your past. Well, you, you really want me to go into this? Exactly. You know, and, you talk about some, and you talk about some things and talk about the things you've been through and what you've done. It makes it difficult for people. And it's not always, it's not always have to do with you know, a criminal past. It could be anything, you know. It is. Whatever. True. Very it much can be infidelity. It could be lying. It, it's right. all, there's always more than one thing. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Right. So you have just trying to be honest in general with someone. If you try to be honest in general, if you tell a person, for example, you're right about that infidelity. If you tell a person, yeah, well, I I cheated in the past and I went through this and and I did this and I was a player, but I'm trying to change my life. And you're the one for me, and they're like, wait a minute, hold up, wait a minute. If you did that, then what makes you think you're not going to do it with me? And, and then stop the whole of it. it it's good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm running. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> I said so, so sometimes women overanalyze the situation or the or what they're receiving. True. They overthink it. back off of what um, Warrior said is that women want an emotional, intelligent man but don't want to hear it. In my opinion, I don't think it's that we don't want to hear it. I think sometimes we can't process what we're hearing or we yeah. don't know how to respond because it's not what we thought it was going to be. Hmm. Let's just be real. That's sometimes why. we put people in That's places why. that they're not in. We put them Definitely. on a pedestal that, or True. put them, you know, in, in, in a place where they're not. And then when we hear the truth and, it, and it's no longer the fairy tale but it's reality, we don't want to deal with the reality. Yeah, and now exactly. it's, it's his fault when in actuality you you put him there and he put you there yeah. and now you're hearing the real and it's it's taking down the fallacy that you, you came up with. <clears throat> well, those are and, – and I often have this conversation with people about that and it's like we put expectations on people. And people get upset with me when I say this, but when you put expectations on a person – you are you are putting yourself up for disappointment because people are who they are. And if you can't accept a person for who they are, the good and the bad, then what do you really have? And I think a lot of times we as women, and I can say for myself, that I have put expectations on a person, on people, not just men, but people in general, and then when they show me they ask, and I'm like, what the hell? But 
it was my fault because I didn't get you, myself. You I, I'm putting you at this place, but I I don't really know you like that, you know. Well, if if I if I could say something to that, um, sure. In a, in in most cases, it's, it's it's okay to put certain expectations on people. I expect you to be if you show me the representative of of a woman with mm-hmm. class and intelligence, I'm expecting that of you at all times. You know? Okay. Now, if for some reason, out of the blue, you know, some toxic trait comes in, it's up to me to decide whether or not I want to remain in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, I can't, I can't say fully that um, I'm putting an expectation on you. But it's the it's the expectation of of uh, let's just say um, of of a healthy uh, mentally healthy human being. Everybody represents that when you first meet. Okay, there's a mentally healthy human being in front of me. She's attractive. Um, she's intelligent. Conversation is well, um, and we are moving forward. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, something happens. Like whoa, wait a minute. Now, it is up to me, as the as person on the other end, of, uh, on the opposite end of the table, to decide if this is enough for me to deal with. You know, um, mm-hmm. should I have to, or is there mm-hmm. some underlying issues with this this person that she hasn't that she hasn't dealt with, and mm-hmm. should I move forward? So that's okay. I think that's okay. That's not putting expectations. It's just, it's just a, you know. It's just a um, certain expectation that you have of people. Like, for for example, me, you you pretty much expected me for the most part to come on and to come on and you know speak about male emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Now, if I if I flip it, if I flip it and start talking about some crazy stuff, I'm like, wait a minute, hold up, this ain't what we talking about. So that's just that's just a humorous example. Yeah. I get it. You're right. I, I I accept that. I can accept that. You're right. I I, I think it's um <clears throat> when you get to that for me, and and I expect that. Like that makes sense to me. Yes, I I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Yes, if you say that you are what you are, then that's what I expect you to be. But I right. I think. For me, I, my I, I didn't mean it in that way, mm-hmm. um, but I get what you're saying, I, and I respect that. Yeah, you um, expect the best of people. Bottom line, you just expect the best of people, anyways. And if they show yeah. you something different, then then that's where yeah. that's where your keep options keep are. You're a human mm-hmm. being. You have the option. You have the option to accept it or deny it. That's it. Mm-hmm. I feel Absolutely. like it's when the real them shows up and the representative is no longer there. Yeah. So once you get into when you first meet someone, of course you're trying to keep their interest. Now that y'all are dating and you're in it, now you're relaxed, you're you're where you're supposed you're calm and you know, I I got him, she has me, blah blah blah. Now the real you shows up. The real him shows up. Now let's see how we gel together. If there's a connection really there, that's that's how I look at it. 
How how yeah, is he you... going to react when something really happens? How is she going to react when something really happens? Like when we go through some trying times, it's no longer the, you know, the introductory stage or whatever you want to call it. Being on your best behavior. Mm. Right. Right. Showing, like I, I'm going to be my be the best of me that I can so to show this person I'm like you should like me. But then once okay they like you and things are settled, it's like, okay, let me be me. And that to me, that's where the true test of any relationship is. It's not the very beginning, the meet and greet, for me, well, in my eyes. It's more of, okay, we're compatible this in this aspect. Now let's see, foundation, what, what's really going to work? Okay, I see I'm compatible with you. I like this. I like that. That's great. But let's see now. Let's see if we can mesh. Will you really be a good fit for me mentally, not physically, just on the mental aspect? And that's where the real, the start of any, for me, a relationship is. Because once you get past the, Oh, you know, it's good to see you, the butterflies, you know, that excitement of starting something new to start maxing to see, okay, how, is this going to work? How are you when it comes to boredom? How is it you when it comes to family issues or health issues or, you know, finances, you know, normal day-to-day stress? Or how well will we match on that level? The reality level is what I call it. Okay. The, okay. I got got impressed. Like God, like you going to church, and, you know, for the first time, you going into a new church, so you got to be on your best behavior. How you gonna be once you step off off that ground? But is so that, to me, that's the real. But can't you find that out, and don't you find that out at like as time goes on? Because I well, think a lot saying, of times, well, that's what I'm saying. When time goes on, that's when you the reality kicks in because you're not mm-hmm. trying to be at your best because you're being right. Cause the you're more being comfortable you, comfortable, the more comfortable yeah. you get. So they're them. being so that they taking that level off. Of you know, okay, I got to be on my best behavior. People are watching, you know, trying to make this, you know, make sure you don't say this or do this. That that level is off. Okay. So it's like you you can be yourself. You can be your true person. Yeah. And when that when that level comes in, for me, that's when relationships really start. Because all this stuff in the beginning is just butterflies and just trying to see, okay, I like you. It's like we come to like, like you like the same things I do, but let's see, okay, let's see reality. How will that really work? And that reality yeah. comes in when you stop being, you know, like like you go in the church. Now okay. it's time, okay, let's go. Let's go. It's it's home. Watch a movie. Let's see how you are when when a sports game come on. I get that. I I think my problem is, and and I can again be transparent. Um, I show people, <laughs> I show people who I am off the rip. Like mm-hmm. what you see is what you get. Like I I don't I don't have a whole lot of 
I'm going to act like this. You know, like when you go out on a first date with someone and you know you hungry, but you just eat a salad, but you know you really hungry. No, I'm, my fat mm. ass going to eat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, if I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's just me. Right. So I don't, and I think a lot of times, and and when I am out here trying to date, I think that that intimidate that I kind of intimidate guys because they're like, well, damn, that's a yes, lot. But I'm, I'm like, you're not afraid to be yourself. No. You're showing you're showing yourself from the start. Yeah. Yeah. And especially now that now that you have now that I have to add in I have cancer. So it's like, well what do you tell the person that? When how do you yeah. how do you broach that subject? And for what I've been doing is if we if we on this dating site and you ask for my number and we're talking and we text each other for a couple of days and we're constantly in contact, all right, now I'm going to tell you, listen, bro, I want to give you a little update on some information. Like if you can't, because if you, if there are moments and there are times where I disappear, like I just... Uh-huh. And it's like, hell, where you go? Why you disappear? What's wrong? Well, I just had treatment, and I ain't feel real good, and it took everything out of me. So two, three days, I just, I'm just gonna have to just be like sleeping. And so it's like, yeah. okay, why? What's wrong with you? Oh, I have cancer. For real? Wait a minute. What? Yeah. And you know that's what I think that's a lot for a person sometimes, yeah. and it's not that. Yeah, I, yeah, but I think that you. I don't know. I just think that some people, not to cut you off, some people can handle it from on that first date because it's like if if the conversation is to the point where people are comfortable comfortable they're not they're not trying to impress they just feel comfortable enough to be themselves on the very first date mm-hmm. and if that means they, if they feel comfortable tell, talking about their life yeah you tell them right then because that is what's going on in your life that's what you're dealing with some people you know will be fine to you know have their problem being there for, you know with somebody that that has health issues Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who are not as scared as the stigma of having it is, because yeah. that is outdated. Yes, yeah. and the people, same applies to more people who, who will be there. And the same applies to if you have children. Like yeah. a lot of, I I prefer to be upfront in in the beginning, first conversation. Boom, I have a child, I have a daughter, I'm I'm a mother, I am a mama, I'm I'm active, we're yeah. active. Yeah. So that's my number one priority and I put it out yeah. there. And You're a mama bear. Right. And 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 you'll be surprised at some that are like, Okay and then as time progressed, 
oh, you're a mother for real. Yes, I, I do this for real. I'm a parent. And yeah. it's okay if that's not, you know what I'm saying, acceptable to you or whatever. Or you don't, or you having an issue coming in third or fourth or whatever in my life, but mm-hmm. this is where I am right now and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's certain things, as you were just saying, um, you do have to come off the bat and let them know where you are in this moment, like especially mm-hmm. if it has to do with children or health or, or something like that. Yeah. I agree. I think it's best to go ahead and get that out there. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. I mean, because you don't want to, for me personally, I don't want to waste anyone's time. And True. I don't want anyone to waste my time. So let's just go ahead and just have this conversation and then we can go on. But I, you know, yeah, this is me. Like I, I don't, I don't do that representative stuff. I think that's what gets me in trouble. <laughs> oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Goofy. I don't. <laughs> this is it. At when you know, if you come over to see me, you might see the bonnet on. But this is the real, like, if you around me as a yeah, man for a long period of time, you going to see this bonnet, bro. <laughs> yeah, the reality. This is this is the reality. Bonnet and all. <laughs> now, I think it is, I think, I, I think it's, I think it's definitely important to reveal, um, you know, um, any, any health issues that may be, you know, such as cancer and, and children and things of those natures off the lip so as not to give a false impression because um, in, in my opinion, that's, um, when you're lying to someone or you're keeping something from someone to, to um, elicit some type of emotion or response from them, I think mm-hmm. that's, 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 low, that's low-key controlling. You, you, yep. you, you're, you're directing you're directing my attention in, 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 in a way you want me to go, and then all of a sudden the bomb is dropped, and I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. Now, now I may be emotionally attached, and now I feel obligated to either stick around or put on a certain face, you know, mm-hmm. so as not to give the impression that you know what you just told me wasn't wasn't like traumatizing. <laughs> wait, a minute, hold up, wait a minute, hold up. Like we've been doing this for a couple of months, and you're just now telling me you got cancer. Or wait, hold up, wait. You just now telling me that you got kids. I didn't have to meet them. You should at least told me, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Off the rip. I have to meet yeah. them off the rip. Just you should at least, you know, told me and gave me the option of deciding whether or not I want to be in this type of relationship or, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah. I, I say. The intelligence goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Like the woman has, the woman has to be able to be able to say it and the guy has to the other person has to be able to accept it both both versions yeah and I think and I think that um, and I don't want people to get the wrong impression of why why are you just talking about emotional intelligence in men well I'm talking about it because it's not talked about because people don't don't have this conversation. There are people that yes. just assume that 
these that men that some men are just walking around here and just a big penis and that's all that they are. The expectation. Yeah, they don't have feelings, they don't have emotions. They're just a penis and they're just trying to find somewhere for that for the penis to go. And that's not that's not true. And I think that the cover you know, in order for us to that's why I call this a truce. Because if we want a better understanding, if we want things to to be better between the sexes of men, and it's not just about color, it's about men and women in general, then somebody got to have the conversation. And someone has to be honest and say, well, you know, yeah, men are this way, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, women can be that way, too, and not make it like it's a, it's all against men or it's just men that do these things. And I, I, that's not that's not my cup of tea. I don't I don't believe yeah. in that. That doesn't get any things accomplished or done. Well, I appreciate I, I appreciate the conversation because you know on the flip side of that, um, the general consensus is that when men and women meet each other, have conversations. Um, a lot of women believe they're the most intelligent person in the room. Yeah. Oh, and no, 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 no. No. No, I no. This is true. This this, this is true. This oh, is, I know it's I mean, true, but I was like, but then they show and, and, and that it's a as flat out no. Just, as if as if as she described as if she described, we're just a penis, and we're, we're just a penis looking for a place to plant. And she has all the answers to, you know, um, being, she has all the attributes of being the best thing I can be. You know, um, I've been in situations where, you know, you'll never find anyone better than me. I'm like, they may, and in my mind, I'm like, there's millions of women out here, and you truly believe that you're, I'm, you're, the, you're the best person for me, but yet we're in this conflict. And, to get back mm-hmm. on the topic, um, emotional intelligence involves, you know, um, a good level of conflict management, being able to manage conflict, you know, without it becoming confrontational. Yeah. True. You know, you know, being able to understand, you know, as I said before, what your boundaries are, what your triggers are, and being mm-hmm. able to deal with those things um, in such a way um, that you can resolve the conflict in an amicable manner, amicable manner, whatever. I'm I'm stumbling with my words, but I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's true. And, again, that also goes back to um, a point that I was was trying to make about protecting your peace. Because that's, for me, my bound, that's what my boundaries are for to protect my peace, you know, to, so that I don't have to go through that mess. I don't want to go through that with peace. Yeah, because while a lot of women hold back, it's not, it's not, it's a controlling thing, I agree, but it's not, how can I say it, it's not purposely for a lot of them. They're not purposely, that's not their main goal. 
is to be controlling. I think a lot of females hold back, you know, information stuff because they just don't want to get hurt. It's just that vulnerability. And they don't know or they've gone through to where they were vulnerable, let it out, and got and they got burned. Because it's like people the people will try to be the best that they can be. But with respect, that's true. That's that's true for us as well. We've no, been definitely. Um, most of us have been burnt I as well. I still believe everything goes both ways. But I, I think to a, that's why I say to a degree when a when a woman does it, it's ninety nine percent. It's not like a one time burn. It's like multiple to the point to where if because a woman has. If a woman is being truthful, she's always she's going to want to express. She's going to want to let it out. She's going to want to share. So for her to hold back, that means it's like that, that's, that's, that's like a little, little, little kid hiding. So that's, I, like, I that's, that's a lot of fear. I, I kind of disagree with you, Deidre. I, I okay. believe that there are... Um, I believe that women are very, we are very controlling because, and I don't think it's, and and I get what you're saying. Yes, you hold mm-hmm. things back because, you know, you are afraid of, of being vulnerable. You're afraid of, of expressing yourself. And I get that. And yeah, I just, I'm meaning the fact that I, not the the main goal is to be controlling. True, there's some that's going to be, you know, both versions are going to try to control, take be complete control hog. But I think a it lot depends of time, on what, I think it depends on what you've been through, your personal yeah, experiences. Exactly. So if you've, been, if you've been vulnerable and open and you've always gotten hurt, then you're going to take a different route because you're tired of, of getting hurt yeah. or taking advantage yeah. of or whatever, whatever, and then vice versa. So I think it depends on the the woman's um, experience or and, and also maturity level. Just because you're 47 yeah. don't mean you act 47. You get what I'm saying? Same. Like, yeah, you know, right. and that, that goes for men or women or whatnot. So yeah, that, that's what I want. That's what I yeah. want to be said is that those things, those feelings that you're describing, yes, they are true, but at the same time, like Warrior said, men feel it as well, and men have those same feelings as well. And I know that you're not, I know that you're not excluding it, and I know that you're not trying to make a difference. I get that. But I think Mm -hmm. that we need to, in our conversation, when it comes to talking about these situations between men and women, we need to say people because when you you say one versus the other, it's not like that. You're somebody is being excluded. Let me just okay. say that. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, well you mm-hmm. have to understand um, what is your let me ask you let me ask you all. What is your definition of a man and masculinity? Hmm. Definition of a man for me, I would say ethics 
character, loyalty, heart, and caring. Those would be the top five. Okay. Anyone else? Lacey? Anybody else want to chime I'm in? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was trying to get to my mute button. Your um, definition, what would be your, defin- your definition of a man? Or, I mean, describe masculinity to you um, in, in your own words. Oh, that's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. That's a very Either loaded or, question. Or, or, or just put them together if you want to. Well, I think masculinity and and the, my definition of being a man is having the ability to be a leader, but at the same time able to be led. Um, a man that can hear and validate and can receive that at the same time because sometimes people can't they don't I, I said that wrong they can receive validation and return it that's what i meant to say sorry and um also the i, I think my definition of a man is someone that just he keeps his word. For me, that's important. And loyalty. If he says he's going to do something, then he does it. And that's that's it. I think we can work on the rest of it. But those are my okay. important things. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, communication. Communication, leadership, listening, Um provider, spiritual, um, that's what I think. I asked that question because um, in the past and often um, men have been described by what they can do and what they can provide as opposed to the emotional effects of us, you know, what we feel, you know, um, what we care about, you know, and how we love how we want to be loved, and things of that nature. And um, in a lot of cases, a lot of cases, um, the softer sides of men are viewed as a weakness, were viewed as a weakness, I should say. You know, um, I think it's just been recently, recently that, you know, we've been able to um, be, been asked to express ourselves, be expressive, um, you know, and um, and be vulnerable, you know. In the past, because I know um, I'm an elder, I'm an elder brother, and um, the way I was brought up was, you know, don't cry, you know, don't cry, learn to fight, you know, um, protect everybody, and um, provide for, you know, whoever you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I was taught. That was the definition of a man that I was given as I grew up. As I've grown, I've learned different ways about myself. I'm a father of daughters. I got four girls. 
you know, and my girl that. You know, and my girls, I must say, have taught me more about being a man than anybody I've ever encountered. You know, because I've learned how to regulate I've learned how to regulate my emotions. I've learned how to, you know, change my tone when I say certain things because I could say things I could say, Go clean your room in this tone of voice and depending on which daughter it is, she says, Daddy, why you yelling? Yep. You know, you know, and stuff like that. So there's ways of communicating, facial expression, and so on and so forth. But this thing that we need as well, you know, um, we we need validation. We do indeed need validation. We need to, you know, my love language is appreciation. You know, mm-hmm. I don't need your material things. I don't need a woman to build me. Um, I don't need any of those things. I just need appreciation. Just understand that, you know. Um, at times, just say thank you. I appreciate you. I see you. You know, um, those things. Um, so, yeah. So, so it, it's you know. I just wanted to you know add that point of view. Thank you for adding that point of view. In fact, I I really do believe that those things are forgotten that men need and that our brothers and they don't get. You know, because and I've heard women say, "Well, I see a man that cry. I, I think that's he's a punk." And I'm like, "What? No, he's not." And I've been in situations with with men as friends where they were in so much pain that they wanted to cry, but they couldn't because I was around. And yeah. I'm like, no, it's so, you know, it's okay. And and um, being with being with my husband before he passed, um, he was he was in a lot of pain like that. And he always tried to be strong and act like it didn't hurt and that he wasn't in pain. And I told him like, you don't have to do that with me. Like, this is a safe space. You're safe with me. I'm going to take care of you. And I think we forget that men need to hear that as much as we do. Um, they're human. But, you know. No, we are. We are, we are indeed. There's a, a poet that a um, great friend of mine here up here in Boston. His name is Cole Rodriguez. He has a poem about a young boy. Um who was you know, traumatized, going through a bunch of things growing up as a young man in in America and whatever, and mm-hmm. I think it culminates in all he needed. All he needed to do was cry, and that mm-hmm. would have like relieved all the tension. But you know, he was never asked, and never, you know, um, that part of him was never accepted as strong. So he was all those attributes and so on and so forth. You know, it's important. My daughters, my daughters. My daughter, my um, she'll be eighteen next month. She mm-hmm. said, um, she never seen me cry until my brother until my brother died. She said, "Daddy, I never." I, and it was like a big shock. They were all looking at me like, "What?" Like they had never seen me cry until my brother died. You know. So and um, those are things that I grew up. With, you know. Just, yeah. You know, and I'm trying to like, you know, um add this new way of being into my life because, you know, mainly because, as I said, my daughters, 
You know, I yeah. want to be the best version of a man. I want them, when they're looking at a man, to be a life partner or what have you. Mm-hmm. I want them to think. I would hope that they think, if you're nothing like my dad, then, you know, you're not, you know, the man for me exactly. at this point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of men, um, I grew up in a household where, there was nothing but women. Um, and I lived with my grandmother, great-grandmother, and my mother, four generations in one house. And I grew up with a woman, especially my grandmother, that often said, don't cry. Stop crying. What you crying for? So I know that it's taught... And, and I'm not I'm not saying that it's not and I'm not trying to knock what men go through but um it's not taught in the same way. But in some in some women's households they have heard that too. Don't cry. Um Don't show emotion. Yeah, I hear it now. Don't cry. Stop crying. Well, to a degree, I'm not. I mean, to a degree, man, for real. I, I still, I, I still, I still have this, this strong and this, and, and this, and 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 this, um, this heavy, this, this flat affect in, in, in certain situations. Because I grew up in the hood, so you know, yeah. <laughs> there's some, there's some situations, there, 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 there's some situations. Well, listen, there's, it's, it's not about tears. It's about you know, yeah. who you are, you know. Um, yeah. So I gotta be. I I still gotta be a certain way, but you know, don't yeah. don't ask me to be totally vulnerable at times, because I'm I'm not. I'm just not. You know, especially mm-hmm. with the population I work with. You know, mm-hmm. but I do. We do have conversations um, along um, cognitive behavioral therapy and um, dialectic and behavioral um, theories and things of that nature that suggest that you know you be able to um, flex your emotions. Um, flex your thinking and um, be able to regulate your emotions in certain situations, you know, but growing up in these environments, these environments that we, that, you know, that we've grown up in, you know, mm-hmm. certain things are not called for. You have to have a certain level of of strength and you have to show a certain mm-hmm. level of strength in order to get through. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can't be can't just and, be... I, and, I, and I truly believe, uh, uh, you know, controversial or not, I truly believe that, you know, um, a good man, a totally good man, is also a dangerous man when he has to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, because you know, I got daughters to protect. I got daughters yeah. to protect. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat, if I get a nine one one, it's a wrap. Mhm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, my husband was the same way. Very easy going, brother. Just very calm, very laid back. But if you fought with him, with me, or his aunt, or his mother. You're getting a whole nother brother out of Bridgeport, Connecticut coming out. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get it, you know. Yeah. 
and and you have to you have to be that way to survive because sadly you can't walk around I, I've learned for me that I can't walk around with my heart on my sleeve because um nah, it's not it's not healthy and so you gotta in certain situations I have to be a little a little hard. I know people are like, Ooh, you too mean. My friend on the phone right now just said, Ooh, you get these men the hard ass time. Why you so hard? I'm like, girl. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I'm not hard, hard. But it's just like what you said about your daughters. You want them to to be able to go back and say, nah, he's not for me. Well, being married for uh, four and a half years before my husband died and being treated by him the way that I was, I can now say that I didn't get that same treatment from my father. My father didn't show me those things because he wasn't mm. there. But my husband did. And he he showed me how I should be treated and how I should be respected. My dad didn't. My dad was on drugs. And he was out in the streets doing God knows what. He wasn't at home with me. And so I, mm. get, I got to be 36 years old and met my husband, the man that became my husband, and with with being with him, I had the ability to grow as a woman and grow into those emotions and those things of of being able to see a man and let him lead me and not constantly as you ain't my daddy. What you talking about? You know, those mm-hmm. types of and so now that my husband has passed on, I'd be a damn fool to go backwards. I have a question for um, everyone in regards to what was just said. Um, so when you're in a relationship and or a marriage and you find that person that treats you the way you want to be treated or enjoy being treated and whatever happens and it ends and then you you go back out into this world of dating which has changed threefold from what it used to be do you now you know what you like or end or enjoy or whatnot do you give a person an opportunity to learn how to treat you or is that something that they should approach and try to learn on their own like i think i think i think, I think should learn together because right how are they gonna how are they gonna know is if you don't show right so it's right. just that those conversations and those moments you have to you have to show if that if this is what i like this is what i don't like i love i this is my love language this is what I, these are my triggers. 
You have right, to because be over time, as you get older or mature, that changes. Because for me, yeah. back in the day, it was, oh, I want someone who's a provider, who can be there, who if I don't have it, he got it. But now it's communication. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Communication yeah. and, and respect and, and, and other things are a lot more important to me than that. But um, I was I was just curious uh, about that. Oh no, me grow I can admit me growing up, I used I think I still have the paperwork. I used to like when I had a hard time dealing with dating. Everybody wanted to hook me up because oh, I Deidre didn't need to be single. To the point where I made I made a list of everything that I wanted in a guy. And mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to my friends made me stop that list because I was in the three hundreds. Yes. Oh, girl. <laughs> no, because it was with basic things. I'm like, I want somebody who knows how to tell time. Also, I'm like, mm. look, read the newspaper. Huh? Basic things. I laugh and now it, because I look at back in the day when I used to be like, what's your eye, uh, your 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 dude, the guy that you really like, yeah. and I always would say, oh, I want them to be six foot this and light skin and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then when I go back over time and I look at my life, I'm like, I never even dated anyone like that. <laughs> like, oh. oh, wow. So, okay. <laughs> so it, it, it's the maturity that comes in and, yeah, and things, like, things like that. I, well, I I would say this. I would say this, if, if I may. Um it's important that if um, just going back on the original question, part of the question, you made a statement that, if, for example, if you're in a relationship, it was great, and then it ended. Um, we don't put enough emphasis on the ending part. How did it end, um, and what was it that ended it? We go back into um, relationships, or go back on the, we get back on the dating scene. Um, showing all these virtues and all the positive aspects of who we are and the things that that, that make us happy and make us, you know, um, um, get us to open up. But have we dealt with the ending part of our relationship? What was it? There's, of course, there's two parts of every story, and then there's the middle. There's the middle that clings out the truth, as I like to say. You know, um, I don't think if if a relationship is ending or ended, you know, um, as a lot. Hold on for one second, please. Because mm-hmm. we're waiting on him I'm, that goes back. I'm sorry. I'm, hello? Hello? Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Someone, okay. um, someone's downstairs. I, someone was on their way um, downstairs at my door. But in any case, we have to work on, um, just to sum it up, um, I think it's important that we work on um, we revisit what ended the relationships, what part we played in that, so as not to bring that same baggage over to another relationship because everyone is not the same. Yeah. Every, every Everybody's not the same. You, you go into a relationship and then automatically, if you haven't dealt with those triggers, as, you know, someone put it, if you haven't dealt with those triggers and those things about you, that may have triggered enough and may have triggered, you know, the ending or possibly triggered the ending of your relationship in the past, you know, 
um, someone may exhibit something similar. It may be small, but it may be it may be a spark that says, oh, "Man, wait a minute, hold up," you know, and you end up in this cycle of repeating the same thing over and over again. Exactly. And as we know, that's the def- that's the definition of insanity. Exactly. Exactly. I, I I totally agree. I um I don't know if you have to go, Warrior, or not, but if you do, um let everyone know where they can find you and um where they can possibly see you and if you wanna put your put something out there that you were doing, working on, go for it. Please do. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate No, I appreciate the conversation. I wanted to hear from Joe um, because um, um, I'm the only male in this conversation and oftentimes man, for, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm about to get beat up on when I get a conversation. No. So when Joe, came, no. when Joe came through, it was like a breath of fresh air. I was like, okay, wait, because I didn't know what to expect. But, but, but y'all are very, very sweet, and I appreciate it. I want to hear, I want to hear from Joe, and um, I do have to go. But um, this is for Joe, Joe um, mainly, but for everybody. Joe, I want you to reach out to me. Uh, my name is Michael Warrior Bonds, and um, you can find me on, um, on IG at Poems Boston, P-O-E-M-S-B-O-S-T-O-N. Um, I'm on Facebook as well, but mostly there. It's a platform for artists. Um, I book artists. I do events. Um, I perform. I'm performing a number of different places. Um, on the 27th, I'll be in. Um, on the 27th, on the 27th, I'll be in Springfield, Mass, at Kai and L's Food for the Soul. On the first, I'll be at Boston College. I'll be at Boston College. On the 11th, I'll be at Lizard Lounge in Cambridge, Mass. On the 24th, um, I'm hosting um, Just Spit Open Mic. I host um, Just Spit Open Mic in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and in um, Stoughton, Massachusetts, monthly. So you guys are welcome to come. Uh, welcome to show up. And um, if you want to book me for an event, please do, all right? Right. Well, I want to thank you again for coming on and having this conversation with us. It was very enlightening. Thank you again for for being willing to come on. All right. You, you ladies stay here, all, right. all right? You do say oh, you thank too. you tonight. Um, anyway, what were you going to say, T? Uh-oh. Did your call be dropped? Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, I think Lady T, um, call um, got dropped. I don't oh, know okay. what happened. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to answer, um, I wanted to answer her question about whether or not you should give them an opportunity. Um, yes, you should definitely give, start calling me. I'm still on air. (laughs) Um... <clears throat> yes, I think that you should give a person an opportunity to um, treat you the way you want to be treated. Yeah, treat you the way that you want to be treated. Absolutely. 
You've got to give them the opportunity. Yeah, you have to give people the opportunity. But my thing is this. If you show me from the jump that you are not and you're wasting my time, I'm not going to keep doing that. You're showing me that you're wasting my time. And so I look foolish if I have given this person opportunity after chance after chance to show me, to treat me how I want to be treated, to treat me in a good way, and they can't, they don't, they choose not to, no. 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 And that's the problem that I've incurred. Again, it could be my approach. I am a very direct person. Yeah, but I agree with you because I'm direct as well. And one thing I've learned throughout the years is even though we're being direct, the way we say it and do things to where it gets interpreted mm-hmm. is that's where the the issue is. But I always yeah. try to tell people if you if I say something and you don't if it's hitting you the wrong way, don't be afraid to uh ask me to repeat or try to Thank say you. what I what I mean. But that's that's the level. But that's the level of having relationships with people. You have to be open enough to where, like, look, it's okay if I say mm-hmm. something. It's okay for you to to, to call me on it, so mm-hmm. I can reiterate what I what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. But yeah, it's a, it's a, but it's, that's why it's like that's where I come at when I say okay. After all the high, this is part. That's part of reality. This is the everyday stuff. This is stuff mm-hmm. that, okay, where the meshing comes in. Mm-hmm. Like I said, in the beginning, it's like you're at church. you got to be on your best behavior. Now you're you at the house. Everybody's, like, doing their own thing. you doing you being you. Mm-hmm. That's where the reality is. This exactly. is where, okay, how, what, how is this relationship going to work? How you communicate, how, you know. Yeah. Yeah, How can you, you communicate? Sometimes, sometimes being intimate, just being one, just one-on-one, that can be mm-hmm. more difficult than being around a crowd of people because that's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're comfortable with that. But then when it's just yep. one-on-one, that's yep. where, okay, this is your opportunity to be vulnerable, to be, to, mm-hmm. to be, to connect. Mm-hmm. You want, you say you want this, now you have to put in the work. Mhm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I don't want people. You know, uh, I don't compare my. I don't compare my husband or the other other people that I've come in contact with. I don't compare them to him. He was him. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. But at the same time. Don't fucking waste my time. Like, play with your mama. She loves you. I don't. Damn. Like, but again, yeah. I get it. Oh, trust me. I get it. <laughs> you know, it's just... And I know... Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we yeah, hear you. Yeah, can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. 
I know that um, people think she's a bitch. No, I'm not a bitch. It's just. You just don't want to waste your time. Exactly. We're not meshing. So, bye. Like, you go find somebody else. And I don't, I don't see a point yeah, in, but you gotta, in sometimes you got to wonder the reason why you're not meshing is because you're not being, are you not being vulnerable enough or are what you're saying is it coming? Is it coming across right? Sometimes you gotta yeah. be, you gotta over, you gotta overthink, and you gotta look, but not on the other person, but on yourself to make sure, like, hey, are you to put yourself? Are you like, are you really doing what you're supposed to be doing? I don't like overthinking because it, if I overthink things. Then nine times out of ten, I'm gonna overthink myself out of it. Okay. So I rather ask a question uh-huh. and know exactly what it is, and we have a conversation about it, than okay. to assume anything. Well, that makes sense, definitely. Because if I assume it, I'm going to write the story. And 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 it could not even be the story that needed to be written. Because it's not what I'm thinking. But I'm, I've been given the opportunity to think it. So I'm going to write it out what I think it is. Because you've given me that opportunity. So talk to me. I'm I'm not hard to talk to. Contrary to popular belief, I'm really not. Um, have a conversation with me, and I just, I, I just don't think if it's not if it's not meshing, if we're not having some type of connection where we feel like we want to extend this, then no, I'm not. Go on, like. You go find you somebody else, and I'll keep doing me. But I'm good. Yeah. You know, and it's just, and and it is like a warrior said. You have to look at how, and I have made the decision personally that it's only been two years. Like, next month will be two years since Michael passed. I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to be dating yet. I thought that I was, but I'm not. Yeah. And it's okay. So, um, I'm going to continue to heal and do what I need to do for me. And when it's time, it'll happen. But I'm not rushing it, and it'll be okay. I may want something. I may want a person in my life like that, but it does not necessarily mean that's what I need. True. So... But that's it. Did y'all want to add anything else before we um, get off? Mm-hmm, probably, that was pretty much it for me. Okay. Lady T, you want to add anything else before we get off? Um, Sorry, I'm multitasking. Um, No, it's been a great conversation. I guess Joe hung up. <laughs> 
she's gonna have a special page um for, for Black History Month on on my magazine. Oh, okay. All right. I can't wait to see that. But she is, yeah, she's the truth. Like, it was just supposed to have been like a 15-minute conversation. We talked for uh-huh. like, like a 45 minutes to an hour. Mm. First time ever, ever meeting each other, and we talked for that long. That- it was it was awesome. Oh, that's good. Great. Thank you, Deidre. I I I appreciate you sending her my way, um, and not just for the poetry, but for some other personal reasons. Yeah, this is just she the truth. She is the truth. Um, I've been doing my seven and three. <sighs> I've been breathing. I've been okay. Breathing. Yeah, I've been breathing. So, that's going to happen February the 10th. Um, Triple X, do your thing. If you're going to be interested, you know, you still got time to come on. If you're still interested in, in performing, um, you got you got time. But hurry up, because the slots are filling up. I got space for... One more person. I got space. Now, I would prefer it to be a man, but if it's not, that's okay. But definitely um, hit me up at Night Talks with Sasha69 at gmail.com. And um, put in the subject matter, attention, spoken word, poetry, show. Something to that effect so that I can know what it's about and grab that message quickly and okay. um, and send you a response. But um, that's coming on February the 10th. Like I said, February the 9th, that pretty fat girl gang, LaQuasia Brown, going to be on now. That's what she told me to tell y'all. She's coming. So I'm telling y'all. What she told me to tell y'all. So I'm telling you. So, y'all ain't asking me no more messages. Please. Come on, I don't have to cut y'all out. I really Oh, but that's be fun. Yeah, I don't want to have to cut nobody out. I really don't. I really, really don't. So, anyway, that's coming up um, in February. And as soon as I finish up this book, Y'all, this book is good, and it's not something that you can, it's Thank You, Ma'am, Love and Sex of Older Black Women by Karen um, Johnson. Mm-hmm. Great book. Like, but it's not something that you can just see, read through. Like, I'm writing notes. You got, yeah, you got to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, you got to pay attention to it. And it's a really good book. And so I'm enjoying it. Since the cold weather, I, I'm not really getting out right now. That's what I've been doing, um, catching up, reading that book. So I got my pen. I'm making my notes. <laughs> it's good. Um, y'all should try to try to get it. Um, I'm going to post her site where you can do it. And it's my fault. I'm taking an AI class, right? 
Uh-huh. My AI class is, it's busy. It has me doing a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect it to be this busy. And yeah. it's, um, I got to balance my time. So I'm not, I'm not balancing my time to do it. Um, but I got to go. That's why I got to do the homework. I got homework. I got homework. <laughs> yep. I got AI homework. I got to go and engineer some prompts. Like, I got to write them and then tell the AI bot to make me this picture. This shit is hard. Uh-huh. None of the, the whatever looks simple. Trust me, it, it's it's hard. It's always harder than what you imagine, but it makes it, it worthwhile. It, it it really is, especially when you go to trying to perfect it and because mm-hmm. sometimes AI have a tendency to add. You know, you've seen those pictures where the people have six and seven fingers on one hand mm-hmm. and an extra leg and all that kind of stuff, or they don't have yeah. a leg. Well, now I'm learning how to go in and correct that so that it's not on my on my stuff. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's. So she put in the girl. <laughs> that says like a lot Coach. right there. Yeah. I like Coach Brazil. She's she's awesome, but damn. She makes me work. She ain't mm-hmm. But it's awesome, my good. But anyway. Um, I'm gonna have that coming on in the spring too. I'm doing a show about AI and um, how to monetize it for yourself because there is a way to monetize it and there is a way for you to sell your images depending on which AI you use. If you're using one from Microsoft, Bing, they they own it. Microsoft, Bing, they own your stuff. But it, there are other AI generators that you can use where you can become licensed and own your own stuff. So we're going to talk about that. And um, I'm hoping that I can get Coach Brazil, Coach Monica, and Coach Gloria um, on the show and we talk about it. And I'll tell you what I love about this pumping thing is that there are so mm-hmm. many older people that are doing it, it is so awesome to see some of my seniors, like to see some of our seniors out here doing, writing prompts, trying to write prompts, and Uh I love it, I love it, I love it, I I, I just love it, but anyway, that's a whole nother show for a whole nother topic, I want y'all to have a great weekend, let me get off of here, because I'll start a whole nother conversation. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay warm. 
be safe. And when you're praying for everyone else again, and you're praying for yourself and your loved ones and your family, let's think about our brothers and sisters and even some of our babies that are out here in the streets. Um, If you know of any warming stations that are open and that are receiving people, please put them on the page on Night Talks with Sasha on my Facebook page. Wherever you are in your city, let me know. And that way I can try to get it around to people that I know that are in that places. And then we can just, I just hate to know that there's someone um, out here cold. Um, And this weekend it's going to be even colder. So let's just say, let's lift them up in prayer. And if you have some old coats, I'm actually getting some old jackets and stuff together myself to donate. Um, I'm just going to go to a place that they have them here in town and just leave it out by the river. And um, I'm just going to leave them downtown for people and a couple of scars and just, I, yeah. So let's lift up our people. And for those that are, having to decide between gas and food, trying to stay warm. Um, Let's just pray for them. So, hate to end it on that sad note because we had a really great conversation, but it needs to be said. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank y'all again for tuning in, and thank you ladies for coming on, and thanks to my special guest, Michael Warrior Bones was a great conversation. It was an awesome show tonight. And um, y'all have a great weekend. And I love you. Bye. Back, back at you. Bye. Bye.